Hi friends, I'm Andy Sell, and these are the people we know. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of People We Know, the podcast that celebrates real people getting excited about unreal people. We, uh... This week we're doing something a little different. By the way, I want to say thanks for everybody uh, for sticking with us through that Halloween stuff. I hope you enjoyed it. We kind of switched up the format a little bit. Um, some of those changes we might stick with in the future, but uh, not this time. This time we're doing some also different, more different episodes. Um, we're going to do a roundtable discussion about, about Doctor Who. Uh, the 50th anniversary is coming up here real quick, and... Uh, I had never seen the show. <laughs> I don't. I, I I watched like an episode or something, uh, and I think my parents watched it when I was a kid, and I probably saw some. I went to a Doctor Who exhibit at a museum in England once when I was like thirteen. So, but I don't. Other than that, I don't really know anything about it. But uh, so I, I reached out and I got a couple Whovian stand-up comics to come on the show. I got Rye Silverman, uh, stand-up comic and runner of the blog uh, Chick Like Me, which was recently reblogged by Huffington Post. And uh, Monica Scott, who you're familiar with, she's uh, co-hosted a couple times. She did our Liz Lemon episode. She's also a big Doctor Who fan. She's on the show to talk about it. And uh, Leah K. Janian and John Veron. Say hi, John. Hey! Since he's such a huge Doctor Who fan and he kind of is the reason we're doing this, <laughs> uh, we he's going to be in there talking with us too. So uh, uh, stick around. We'll be right back with Rye Silverman, Monica Scott, Leah Kajanian and John Veron all having a roundtable discussion about the Doctor. I think we're basically trying to burn the clock so Monica can't talk at all on the podcast. We're like getting it to be six if she has to leave. I was the kicker. <laughs> uh, Gonna streamline this thing. Yeah, so I guess we should uh, do the thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back to People We Know, guys, friends. What's up? Uh, it's the 50th anniversary of Doctor <laughs> Doctor Who, right? Is that yeah. It? Yeah. Come yeah. On, <laughs> man. That's your goal. <laughs> Care about one thing. <laughs> oh, God. It's some Doctor. show people watch like, it anyway. I guess we're going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that was an act. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be more honest. Your, your studied apathy is it just. just from a genuine Are you coming thing. from the Bears game? So you're trying to be all like Stan Makita? <laughs> you, know, you know, you guys with your little science fiction television shows. It's, it's cute what it's you're cute. doing. It's cool. But yeah. I get it. I get it. You know. Don't pay the bills, though. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we're here with uh, with uh, some guests. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't care about this. No, Welcome to phoning it in with Andy Sell. Oh, <laughs> I'm sober. Um, Are we hurting you? Like, yeah, no. You know, you asked us to be here, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I asked Keith Carey to be here. And he was like, I don't I'm just fucking with We're a sad <laughs> replacement. I mean, you still asked me. I, I did. No, I'm you glad you're here. I've been you. wanting to get you on the show, actually. I've been wanting to get you on this thing. Yeah, suck it. And you couldn't figure out. We had a, we had a two-hour-long conversation. That was off the air. 
We had a two-hour-long conversation at some shitty downtown yeah. bar on Rhea Butcher's birthday. Yeah. And you were saying... I named, like, every character I could talk about and then said, I don't have anybody to talk about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You went through, I think, every cast, every character on Firefly and every character on Angel. Yeah. and uh, So, yeah. So, we're here with Rye Silverman. Hello. Stand-up comic. And uh, what else do you do? You do uh, some other things. Yeah, I also, you know, I, I work, I have a day job where uh, I do close captioning. Uh, blogger, and I'm in a sketch group. Blogger, you just had a, you're in a sketch group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Recycled Babies. Recycled Babies, that's yeah. right. I forgot the name of it for a second. Yeah. And I have a I blog called Chick Like Me Blog on Tumblr. And yeah. Are we Chick- doing that stuff up top or are we doing that towards the end? Or Who cares? That doesn't matter. We already did it. Okay. You just got, <laughs> well, you just got reblogged by the Huffington Post. Yeah. Recently, that's cool. I just got approved to be a blogger for them, so now I can submit to them directly, which is pretty cool. Oh, so. that's, that's awesome, awesome man. Wow. Nice. That is awesome. Dope. Sitting next to Rye is Monica Scott. Hi. You know this. Yeah. You know this. You know this, Monica. You know this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's been on the show a few times, co-hosted. Hey, bud. She's done some uh, co-hosting for us. She runs the uh, End of the World show, co-runs the End of the World show at the uh, Bar Lubitsch on some Sunday. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's real arbitrary. <laughs> it's, it's like the two middle Sundays. Cool schedule we got going. Uh, it's tonight, right? It's dope. Yeah, it's just tonight. Oh, cool. So, you know, if this is live... It's not at all. <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> when does this air, so Maybe the also the night that it Tuesday? airs. Uh, yeah, next, next few days. Okay, well, definitely before no, Saturday. Then we should let you listeners know Monica and I are both doing a live charity show yes. at the beginning of December, December 6th, and that goes under sunset in... Los Angeles, so it's yeah. part of that. And that chair it's a charity variety show. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. the, pro- the, the proceeds go. all go to Kids Save International, which is like an international foster family charity. So That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. And then Leah. Of what course, up? Leah K. Jane. How's it going? Co-host extraordinary. I'm getting used to this view over here. This is new for me. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at everybody from this angle. Uh, and then John Veron. Hey. We know John. Yeah. Hey, John. I'm old news. Yeah, exciting. John I, and I just met today, so I'm very excited to meet him. So, yeah, he's uh, he's, he's new right. to me. Yeah, all right. I do okay. He's Huey Lewis in the news to me. So. <laughs> Speaking of time hey, travel. You? Speaking of going back in time, guys. Uh, hey, watch, hey. It, watch it. Huey Lewis has been known to sue people for things. For saying his name. Every time you say Huey Lewis, you it's him to be legit. Can you imagine how confusing his Google alerts must be because he just has the news in his Google alerts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, we're here to not talk about Huey Lewis. Wouldn't it be funny if we were? Dr. Huey Lewis. Dr. Huey Lewis, how do we all not think of that immediately? Hey, I want a new drug. Um, no, we're here to talk about Dr. Who. Which is, this is interesting for me because I do not know a goddamn thing about Doctor Who. You barely knew the uh, name at the time. You seem kind of averse to Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we won't attack you. You're like, here we're who gives a shit, right? Doctor <laughs> who's gonna fucking do it? I feel like I nailed it. You got it. I don't know why I ran with it. That was somebody throw the flag on the watched a lot of football <laughs> it's gotten in my head which is I, kind of the opposite of Doctor Who when you really think oh about it oh god is it yeah no, it's, it's, it's really really American there's a lot of physical contact so here's what I know about Doctor Who okay is okay. that I went to uh, when I was 13 I went to England 
and there was a Doctor Who exhibit at this. It's one of those like big castle mansion houses, yeah, like a country estate mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they had transformed into like a museum. Of yeah, sorts. and they had a Doctor Who exhibit in there, and I got to see a bunch of cool shit. Like oh, that's cool wardrobes, and this was this was in ninety. Three, I think. Oh, okay. So it wow. was before... That's before the first revival. Was, exactly. Did you go to yeah. see that? It did was... My parents see? did. They okay. brought me... And there was a huge... And this the show wasn't on the air at this time. The show yeah, right. It was all yeah. between 1989 and 1996. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Did your parents mm-hmm. like it a lot? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they were into the show. They Is that why you show. rebel against it now? Because you're trying to like turn against your parents? <laughs> just fuck my parents. Because yeah. you you were like, I haven't done enough things <laughs> to be like, fuck my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who thing will really get. Hey, mom and dad. This will teach you to. You be know that awesome show that you love. It's a weird place to plant your flag, man. Don't care. <laughs> But there was, I mean, the show was not on the air, but there was a huge long line to get into this. Yeah. Thing. Like, yeah. it was still. Well, it's like a national really, treasure for, for yeah, England. Yeah, so. it's huge. Way yeah. more than Star Trek is here. Like, they love Doctor Who in England. Like, like members of Parliament will, like, quote it on the floor of Parliament, like, in the middle of, like, a session and stuff. Like, oh, they are all about it. We shouldn't have saved their asses in WWI. Why can't I live in that country? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably could. I probably could. Just, <laughs> just, just another place. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't let you do that, do they? You yeah. can't just go travel other places and live there, right? Yeah. Oh. They make it a little hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure that one it's probably like paperwork. Yeah, you know, visa and shit. Passport, yeah. at least. It's a lot of... It's writing. not unattainable. Like a <laughs> it's, it's a lot of writing your name down on paper. Yeah. I'm done with that. I got a lot of warrants out for me. So I'm like, <laughs> with writing your name down on paper? Yeah. Okay. Well, you can buy a stamp. You can buy a stamp that has your name on it and just stamp the paper. Like, at, like, like Alice. Alice and yeah. yeah. I was like, don't say his name, but then you said it. So oh, I was like, okay. okay. You guys, have each, like said it, you guys like, have each said it once, so don't say it a third time. If you say it a third time, he'll appear. He'll, exactly. he'll summon him. And he'll be wearing In his underwear. In his underwear, yes. It'll be gross. It'll be very sweaty. So... So let me understand this. So Doctor Who is a time lord. Yes. And he can travel to... He's not a person, right? He's an alien. Yeah, time lords are an alien-like culture. They're, but they're like an alien... It's not like... Because like in the Lord of the Rings books, the wizards are beings that are um, that exist in the ether, and then they take corporeal form. Yeah, they're like an, yeah, like almost like angels. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. he's just an alien. Yeah, like, there's, so a, there's another planet alien. called Gallifrey, and the Time alien. Lords are like the citizens of Gallifrey who have learned to manipulate the time vortex. Okay, so, but he can but he appear in any form. time and space. Well, humans right? take Time Lord form according to the, the Doctor. Oh, okay. like there's a, there's a joke where someone says you look you look human. He goes, No, you look Time Lord. So the idea is like it's so just, there's a lot of races. So time lords are god. That's one thing about Doctor Who. It's kind of funny. Is like there's a lot of races that look just like humans, but are not meant to be like Earthlings or like they're not from Earth, but they're cultures that have existed for like millennia. I think it's just because they don't always have the budget to Largely give makeup to people. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Especially in the old series when I mean, yeah. they were basically stage plays back in the day. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was a big thing that kind of kept people from getting into the show back when it was old school Doctor Who. It was like it was all video on sound stages. Someone would slam a door and the whole wall would shake yeah. because they had like $8. <laughs> yeah, like, the production quality was so sad. Yeah. There was literally a monster <laughs> in an episode that was just a dude covered in green bubble wrap. 
Like, that was the kind of money they had to throw around. I mean, that's scary. On even Britain, when the show, <laughs> show. Yeah. Even when pricing. the show comes back, like the the 2005 revival, the first season had like a shoestring budget, so it just seems like a really cheesy like 80s level like like sci-fi B yeah. film. Yeah, no, I it's did great, watch. But. I watched two episodes, I think, from that. Yeah, uh, and it seems really, really silly. Yeah. What did you the watch? Way it looks. I don't know. There was an episode. Were uh, mannequins moving? There were mannequins. Yeah, yeah. That that's Rose. The, the, the first pilot. Yeah. yeah, that's the pilot, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I oh. saw that, and then the, the, the nesting consciousness the was the villain in that episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that's all I know. I mean, I have, a, I have a lot of friends who yeah. are super into Doctor Who. In high school too, I had friends that were really into it. That would like. He, I had a friend who dressed up like one of the doctors with the. He wore a scarf. Yeah, the yeah. Doctor. Like, yeah. Uh, that was McCoy, right? Oh, no, it was, that was um, Tom Baker. Yeah. Tom Baker, that's yeah. right. And I didn't know any of this shit. Did McCoy have a scarf too, or did he not have a McCoy McCoy. had like a vest and a tie. That's right. He didn't do the. Like, if he had a scarf, it was like a normal sized scarf. Yeah. Um, Not a crazy Tom Baker scarf. And you know, the crazy Tom (laughs) Baker scarf was just a bad note from the costume. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was supposed to be a normal scarf, and then they got it, and like, someone had like read a note on how big the scarf should be wrong, and so they made this absurd scarf. And Tom (laughs) Baker was just like, fuck it, I'm running with this. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He looked like Harpo Marx. He did kind of look like Harpo Marx, yeah. Still does. I was kind of into it because when he when my friend showed up dressed like that, I was like, "Oh, you're Harpo Marx," and he's like, "No, I'm the doctor." Yeah, no. but it's like kind of fun. That a, uh, what? No. He's a you're supposed to where's say your, doctor. Where's who? your stethoscope? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is the joke, the or show. like that's why the show is called that because he says, "I'm the doctor," and people always respond with "Doctor Who." Yeah. It's like one of the very first scenes in the history of the show that yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's called that at all. Oh, yeah, well, that's good. But that's fun, what's cool about it is like, there's so many different doctors. Like, people. So like, fun. It can be anything. Like, show. Yeah, the show, it's been around for so Like, I, I haven't gotten that into watching any of the old ones. Like, I, I kind of. They did a really cool special series on BBC America recently where they kind of went through all of the like previous Doctor's incarnations. They had like an hour long talking head special. Uh-huh. So I kind of feel a little bit more caught up than I used to on like what was going on with each individual doctor's like run. Yeah. But it very because it's been around for fifty years and it's like a new doctor for each generation, it's almost like James Bond, where like yeah. some people know think of James Bond as, as Sean Connery, cool swap yeah. guy. Some people think of like goofy Roger Moore. Timothy kind Dalton, of more, motherfuckers. Yeah, Dalton yeah. badass. Sometimes he gets dark. You know what? Like, and like Brosnan who was a good Bond in a series of bad Bond films so it's like yeah. same thing with Doctor Who like the well, money Lazenby, goes up and down George Lazenby worst Bond but best Bond movie probably Honor Majesty's Secret Service I don't alright so <laughs> I, like, you guys I'm no, so sorry it's so I, I think I have a foothold here this show I've heard I'm that I'm not just yeah. an Anglophile I just like Doctor Who <laughs> <laughs> like this show debuted the same week that Kennedy got shot like that's how long it's been around yeah like for fucking ever you know, it's like and, 50 years. Yeah. yeah crazy. Um, <laughs> but when it started, it was actually going to be like an educational show. Yeah. Like the idea was that, that he was going to travel back in time to like the Romans. Oh, like the yeah. magic school bus. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was it was gonna be, and then what like happened that. was the first serial is the Aztecs when he goes back and meets the Aztecs. Yeah, yeah. And then the second How serial. How racist was that? that it was pretty racist. Pretty racist. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was only like, like, that was like, part of it because in the storyline, like. Was it Susan? Was she the, like the, one of the characters? Actually, is like trying to stop something that the Aztecs are doing, and the Doctor's trying to say like, "No, this is their culture. You have to respect it and let them." Like, there's a sacrifice oh, it's happening or something. Relativism. So it's yeah. like it's actually pretty like avant garde for that era. But then, yeah, basically, like the next the one, second like, the, story was the Daleks, and like their ratings blew up, and they were like, "Well, fuck education, yeah, yeah. kill the robots, <laughs> Fake bro." Robots. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I know, like I read somewhere that they originally planned on doing like 
off and on, like futuristic space ones, and those would be episodes that would teach you more about science, and yeah. then the ones that were the history ones teach you about history. But the staff of the show has so much more fun working on the space sci-fi ones, they finally just started making them all that way. Yeah. And even in the modern revival, there are a lot of historical ones, but each one usually ends up having aliens involved somehow. So, also, yeah. some of the historical ones are snoozers. Yeah, they can be. yeah. so yeah. kids are dumb because of Doctor Who. Yep. Discuss. <laughs> well, British dumb. kids are dumb because of that. <laughs> right? Just well, give me the like, biggest no. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they still learn things. <laughs> they learn that Daleks are scary. Are those now Daleks? Are the I know what they look like. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, like, they look like uh, Iron Maiden dresses. Mm-hmm. Yep, but with like a little R two D two. Yeah, head. yeah. They're like a salt are shaker with an egg beater and a yes. yeah. Okay, and they're like yeah. the dorkiest. Like they seem like they would be the least scary villain of all time. But something about them is they're very terrifying. chilling. Like I'll, it's like I think I have a theory that it comes down to two things: invincible mm-hmm. and shoot lasers. Yeah, that's <laughs> all you really need. And like, they have that voice that's just like and like. They're like, then they predate, like, they predate the Borg from Star Trek and all that kind of stuff, but they have, and then the, they have a lot of the same, like, perfection, like, we, we are the highest beings and we destroy all. Well, that's sort of an old sci-fi trope, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That kind of stuff would pop up in Twilight Zone occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Doctor Who actually even has the Cybermen characters, which are pretty much just the the Borg. They are, yeah. Like, Star Trek completely ripped it off, basically, to make the Borg. Okay. Yeah. They're literally machine, half-living, half-machine creatures that assimilate all other things to be just like them. They even use the word assimilate <laughs> yeah, yeah. in yeah. the process. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Really? Yeah. But do they say it like exterminate? Assimilate. Like, assimilate. Yeah. Oh, well, the, 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 well, exterminate the is what the Daleks say. Yeah. Cybermen yeah. say you yeah. will be assimilated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God. So, okay, so this is where I stand on this. Yeah. yeah. Let's reboot for you listeners who don't watch Leah, Leah and I, uh, usually, a lot of times, Leah won't know what we're talking about. About anything. Nothing. I know nothing about anything. <laughs> Which I like. Now I'm in your. Now, now you're in my shoes. I'm in Leah's shoes. And I'm shoes. enjoying it <laughs> a lot. Uh, convince us. To watch because I don't get the vagina crazy. You told me about some fucking robots, and you told me about how the show makes. I want to hear John. Okay, (laughs) you go, and then because I I feel like Monica could be involved too. No, no, no. (laughs) jump in. Hey, I'm here to go. (laughs) I guess what I'm what I'm wondering is like, why the big fuss? Like, why is it so important? Why are there so many people that take it so seriously? Is there something that connects to you personally? Sorry, Monica. I want Monica. That gas makes me want to know what she was going to say. Well, just like, so uh, with the character of the doctor, a big part of it is that he can, when he's killed, he can regenerate to be basically a different dude with like a whole set of... He's he's invincible and he can jump around time and space. How is that interesting? Well, he's not really invincible. He does die. He he just just regenerates. Yeah, Yeah. and so when he regenerates, he's a completely different person, which is why so many different actors have played him. But there's something, for me, there's an appeal there where like you can find one that's yours that you connect with that like mm-hmm. has the personality traits of something that you're that you like because all know, the doctors are very different from yeah each other, and it's all but they've all got like they're all they all feel consistent <laughs> you know? so yeah. how long would they be like a doctor before it switched basically as long as the actor wants yeah, to stay on the show on the actor so okay. like the first doctor so basically like what happened was the first years, doctor yeah. William Hartnell did it for like almost 10 years like he did it for like a long he time he was only a couple years he just was but he got happen. old and started getting old he did a lot of episodes they filmed a lot basically that's what happened was the actor was really old and too old do the show and they were like 
we and then so to replace him, they thought it was a regeneration idea, and then ever since then they've just continued. So it's not like a James Bond where it's all really just a different actor playing the yeah. character. It like the character literally changes to be the new actor, yeah. and so yeah. his personality changes, but they all bring quirks through and stuff like that. Cool. So then, yeah, if there's a, but if there's a duck, so then you're saying that like you, you might then like. There, for a specific run, there will be yeah. a doctor that yeah. you personally really are invested in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then do you get upset? You totally like, get upset when they die, but then you usually learn to love the next one. Okay, because I was going to say, is there ever a time where you're just like, ah, fuck, i got to sit around and watch this Well, and there's some doctors that people for you know don't like for one reason or another, but another thing that carries through is that the character himself you know, he's like the last one of his species, and so there's like a loneliness that carries through all okay, of yeah. them. Okay, yeah. Well, that's right. kind of new how is he the last one of his yeah. species if his species well, there can was, regenerate? Okay, there was a storyline that basically it looks like they're going to touch on it a lot in the upcoming 50th anniversary special. But basically, in between, so the show was canceled in the 80s. They tried to make a revival in the 90s, and then that was a movie that failed. And then they brought it back in 2005 with, Chris, with the ninth doctor, Christopher Eccleston. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere between the storyline of the movie and the revival of the show, the idea was there was this massive. Uh, time war between the Time Lords and the Daleks, and the idea is that it because because these are creatures that can time travel. This war spanned all of existence and all of its, like all of time, basically. It, the universe, yeah. it was it was destroying the universe yeah. because they were and like literally there'd be battles that would go one way and then one side would travel back in time and fight the whole battle again. And so there was like there's like all these like references to like the, the, the never been child. king, yeah, the nightmare child, the never been king, or something like the that. Could have been king, could have been king. One nuts and never worse. Yeah, and like there's all that kind of stuff. The so the idea is that all this happened. Shit you're saying to me right now. So then sometimes on the show there's there's events that they call it being time locked. <laughs> Where like all the things that are inside that event can't travel outside of it and can't travel into it, and so the doctor, there's something called the moment that the doctor unleashed that apparently destroyed all the Daleks he thought and all the Time Lords, and so he's the last remaining Time Lord when because the show he comes all back. His people. Yeah, and and so then the whole time, the whole time war is time locked so that no care, no one who was in the time war can get out of it, and no one who can travel into it again to re- rekindle it or whatever. Yeah. So, so he can never change that? That's right. Yeah. He's yeah, got, he right. kind of has he's, to like carry that with him emotionally yeah. through all yeah. the characters. Just make it time yeah. key. And open up well, there's, the time lock. Let's, let's assume it, it does get touched on again during the series, <laughs> but that's at the beginning of 2005. Like, that's where we're at with the show. Okay. So he's this guy yeah. who's basically... And I think the idea is supposed to be that before it that, recently he wasn't the last yeah. of his species. No, no. And, and the Time Lord showed up from time to yeah. time, and you had this idea, because the very, the very beginning of the show was that he stole his TARDIS. Yeah. That's how he travels in time. He doesn't just do it. He has a ship called the TARDIS. Yeah, the TARDIS. Yeah, 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 like a blue around him. Yeah. The phone... And he, uh, yeah, he stole it It stands for time and relative dimension in space. Yes. And he he found the Time Lord to just be, like, stuffy and, like, autocratic and dumb, so he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go travel and see the stars. And that's that's what I connect with. Yeah, the show, yeah is that like it's very. This is like he's a sound, rebel. He's a renegade. Yeah, of yeah. yeah. It's very like post imperialist. There's like, like on Star Trek, like we're traveling out and we're bringing the light of civilization mm. to these planets, and like we're the good thing. And so it's yeah. like, even says at one point to someone, "You don't have to control the stars. You can just go see them." Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like when it. Kyle so Rayner was the last Green Lantern, and he just said, "Eh, fuck it, I'm gonna go to space and try to get as far into space as I can get." 
Uh, kind yeah. of. And in this one, it's almost more like from. he, I think he feels this great weight of the destruction that he caused, and I think he feels an obligation as a result of that to kind of try to heal. Because that's why he's the doctor. That's why so like, more... they pick their own names. Like his, his name, the doctor's a name he assumed for himself. And the idea is that like he wants to be a healer of things, and he wants to be yeah. like something that helps people and like helps the world. And helps but the that's universe. all they, they do. Now. They do touch yes. on that, like as he's gone through and like touched so many cultures. There are worlds where the word doctor means warrior. Yeah, because he showed up one day and he just fucked up their planet and yeah, left. Because yeah. like a lot of times, <laughs> he, he, he's a character who really means well sometimes, but a lot of times actually causes more harm than good. Uh, and that's like an interesting thing about the show. Okay. It's like he's not perfect. I think yeah. for me, like what, what's so appealing to me about it is that like this, uh, it's it's very real in a way that a lot of sci-fi shows aren't. In that, like, yeah, Star Trek is such a perfect idealism. Like they even said when Roddenberry was alive, like a lot of the guys who wrote for Next Generation and even in Deep Space Nine said it was really hard to write the show after a while because Roddenberry wouldn't let them ever have like conflict between the main characters of the show in a way that yeah. most shows would because it's supposed to be a perfect utopian mm-hmm. world. Well. Yeah. Doctor Who is not like that, but he's a guy who there is a lot of flaws and a lot of mistakes that get made, but he still perseveres and he still is this character that yeah. does have ideals and he often gets shaken from them but still tries to uphold them and there's something very appealing about that. And his that. ideals are so, I mean, they appeal to me in a huge, because every yeah. time, like, it's it's such a, a trope of the show that, like, there will be a monster attacking and everybody else will react to this threat with fear. Yeah. But he'll react with wonder. Yeah. And he'll be the yeah. only guy going, oh my God, you're amazing. I want to understand you. And by being the guy who wants to understand it and kind of help it if he can, he ends up overcoming the threat. Yeah. Like he rarely uses violence or rarely beats anything into submission. He's always. <laughs> so there's some part of his personality that remains in all of the regeneration. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah. yeah. He has almost memories and stuff like that. Do yeah. the ideals change ever? Does his does his no, does his set of principles really. ever change? No, not only really. a thing. I mean, they they might temporarily because he's been pushed to the limit, but then he always kind of like finds his way back. Yeah. Like at the end of the the tenth Doctor's run, there's definitely a part where he kind of like goes off the rails yeah. and kind of like obsessed, yeah. and then then like, get, like but he dark. realizes it. Yeah, yeah, he he admits it like yeah he just I mean he doesn't get dark in a way like he doesn't become a villain but he does becomes he ever a go guy Walter who, White on this shit does he ever uh, <laughs> there's he ever an episode of the 11th enemies? Doctor where he kind of does that there's a great line in the 11th Doctor there's an episode called When a Good Man Goes to War yeah. and um, in that line there's an episode in that there's a part where the woman says the villain in that episode says something to him like a good man has too many rules or whatever and the Doctor says a good man doesn't need rules and maybe one day I'll find out why I have so many so like the idea yeah. is he doesn't he doesn't think of himself as a good man he thinks of himself as a destroyer as a, as a he thinks of himself yeah. as somebody who screwed he's, up a lot of things he, and he's trying okay. so hard he's to not that. trying to heal all these things just because he's a great guy like he has this power and darkness inside of him and at the end of the tenth doctor's run there's an episode where he he ends up going to this Martian colony in like the year 2020 and the idea is it's the first time humans have colonized Mars but there's something there and he knows that in history um, that colony is supposed to be destroyed. And that's how and they all like, die. Yeah, yeah, and they all die. And he is walking away from the colony, and they're all saying, "Please save us." And he's like, "I can't. Like history has to play out." And then he decides, like, "No, I'm the doctor. I'm a time lord. I can go fix this." Yeah. And then he tries to, and it all goes tits up on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, but when that so if that happens, then is it is the lesson of that? Because I always get bothered by these things uh, where they're like, it can BSG, for example, with the idea of like, all this has happened, it'll happen again. Or mm-hmm. like, any time the idea is that you can't change the course of history, that you can't change yeah. destiny, I always that always bothers me. The you know, show actually touches on that a little bit. Why does that bother you? Because fuck rules, man. 
Because you want to think that it can change, or yeah, or there's or something the, like you're I, I not like just it, going I like when no things reason. are complex, well, and not one way or the other. I think you'll like this show then because it actually touches on that, and like the doctor talks a lot about how there are some points in history that are in flux and can be changed, and like because they are a time travel, and like like there's parts where people say, well, this didn't happen this way, and he goes, times in flux, we can change yeah. things. But other times there are things that he considers that fixed, fixed points, points. and yeah, like yeah. those things cannot be altered and if he, because and if he the, tries to change it, something will happen. There's consequences, and there's a great yeah. episode where they go back to, to Pompeii, and like the whole time it's Catherine Tate's the companion at the time, and she's trying to say. By the way, can you believe they made people. a fucking movie about that? About uh, Pompeii? Pompeii? Yeah, there's the a Pompeii movie, movie coming out called Pompeii. that's all about. How sad! I don't want to watch that at all. I mean, they made one about the Titanic, so I'm not that shocked about it, but. I'm but sorry. like so, but they go back there, and she's trying to go. Well, we can warn them. We know what's going to happen. We can. He goes, no, this has to happen. It's a fixed point in time. And then the whole episode's like a conflict about that. And then I don't, I don't. Do you think I should go ahead and spoil it? Yeah, or something? Yeah. So in that episode, it turns out that there's actually an alien invasion happening, and that he actually has to be the one that causes the volcano to erupt to destroy this invading like force. And so. Huh. Ultimately, it's not a fixed point, but he has to make it happen anyway, and that's why it becomes a fixed point. Like he was okay. always destined to be there, to be the one, and that's again, like that's his conscience. Like he now, and that's yeah. why people die, and it's his fault, and that like, he has to live with that guilt. But he knows that ultimately, it's what he had to do. So. And that's why he's kind of, at first blush, kind of a goofy character. Like there's a great interview with yeah. Matt Smith, who plays the Eleventh Doctor, mm-hmm. where he I keep says, hearing like, about that guy. Is he like the fan favorite? He's well, the current he's Doctor. The, yeah, he's, he's the Doctor right, right now. now. So that's yeah. who was the guy before him? David Tennant. Tennant. That's the one that everybody loved, he's right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, I, I'm re-watching him right now, and it's interesting how smug he yeah, is. Yeah, he's so yeah. smug. Like, I love it. He's very, like, me and my, his companion will be like, oh my god, we just met Queen Victoria, can you believe it? And, like, they're ignoring the fact that they're, like, altering space and time. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he doesn't have, like, at the end of the day, the Tenth Doctor story is a story of, like, not really having enough respect for what he's doing. Yeah. And that's what leads him to do that stuff on Mars yeah. and try and go, well, I can just change everything. Because, like, the Ninth Doctor is fresh from the Time War and he kind of has that weight on him. And then the yeah, Tenth he's Doctor... he's the darkest. Yeah, he's definitely the darkest out of the three. Cool. Although that's Matt Smith gives him a pretty good run for his money because yeah. Matt Smith's pretty dark, too. Yeah, I know. He's, he's kind of scary. But, for how goofy um, he looks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's funny because, like, he seems like the oldest out of all of them. He's actually the youngest out of the three yeah. revival ones. But yeah. Tenet's character has a very like childlike sense of wonder to him. I mean, he, the way I, I, I liken it, because both both Smith, I mean, Eccleston's only on it for one season, so he only has like about a like, 10, 12 episode arc that you see him in it. And then, yeah. But it's a very well-defined It's arc. great. I love yeah. it. Uh, but then Tenet's on for like three seasons, and Matt's been on for three seasons. So the way I view it is like, Tenet lives in like the lighter, like like more flippant, like fun. And like, I think it's why a lot of people like latched onto him because yeah. that was a good fun time to watch it. He's so the then Roger when, Moore of the Yeah, but then when yeah. he but when he goes dark, which he'll do a couple times, it's really it's heavy. It's, yeah. it's frightening. Oh my there's, god. There's that family of blood episode, yeah, oh my god. Oh. Where it starts out and the oh. basic like without going too much into it, he's running away from something. Yeah. And for two episodes he's fleeing these aliens and then finally he turns around and fights them. And someone oh, says, like, chilling we realized why he was running. He wasn't scared of... And it, it enumerates the He was running he from did. us out of kindness. Yeah. And it's so... It's, it enumerates, like, all of the things he did. Like, one yeah. of them, he drops into a star. Another one is trapped inside of every mirror forever. Yeah. yeah. Like, and he just says, <laughs> like, all these nightmares. Yeah. Things yeah. One guy is made to be the scarecrows that are, that are watching over him. sounds like a dick. <laughs> He well, kind of is. He runs, like, runs, runs away from it for two episodes. Yeah, he's, he's trying just, to flee them because he doesn't like. He doesn't I, want to 
want to be a monster. All the villains on the show, every time he he never wants to destroy anything, and he like a lot, he gives them a chance to like save themselves, and that they still fight, then he'll have to do it to save everybody. Do they else. ever but, take that chance? Do they, uh, are they ever like sometimes, okay, not often. But the thing about Matt Smith versus Tenet is, I, I feel like so Tenet lived in the light side and would slip in the darkness, and it was crazy. Whereas I think Smith kind of lives more in the dark side, and then will occasionally slip into the light quirky stuff. Yeah. But for him, it's... it's. I mean, there, there are some really funny things with Matt Smith, but he's much more prone to giving long, intense speeches, and they're yeah. really... He's a much more badass doctor. Okay. I think yeah. Tennant was a more fun doctor, and Smith's a more badass doctor. Yeah, but the very first thing he says when he introduces yeah. himself is, hello, I'm the doctor. Basically... Run. run. Oh, so great. <laughs> nice. It's, oh, God. There's a, lot so of, like, yeah, there's a lot of lines like that that are just like really do make you feel something. Yeah, yeah. Like when uh, they say it, like, you're just like, ooh. I'm the one who knocks, kind of. If there's a lot of those moments. Yeah. Knocks, yeah. Now, okay, so what, you were saying something about um, Matt Smith and then... Okay, well, whatever we get. We How long has Matt this. Smith been the doctor? He's been at the, this is the end of his. He started at the beginning of season five, so he's had three full seasons as the doctor. Yeah. And then the one coming up here is the 50th special. It's going to be him and David Tennant back together in the same episode. And then at the Christmas special, he's going to magically leave the show, so he'll regenerate into the next doctor, which is Peter Capaldi, who's. Oh, so you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They yeah. had a, they had a huge special to like reveal, yeah, yeah. which I kind of wish they had it. I know they yeah, have to these days, but I kind of wish they. I would love to live in a you. world where you yeah. don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's impossible to do that. They did it last season too. Yeah, last year they knew like there was. Does every doctor and they're all white guys, right? With yeah, the it's kind of controversial. Like they've been, people have been pushing for like a black doctor or female a, doctor. a female doctor. I would love it's she established would, he could change genders. Yeah, yeah. I would love it if she would tell Ija for it was the doctor. Oh, right? so yeah, I would yeah, cool. yeah, but he's uh, too big now, though. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, but uh, the, I mean, that's a big Stringer Bell. Yeah. I want a Stringer Bell. Idris Elba. Doctor I'd be okay be, with it. Uh, he'd be really. cool. He'd be too big for it. Patterson Joseph. No, he's in. He's uh, he's been in some British stuff, but he would be really good. He played the Marquis de Carabas in like the British Neverwhere adaptation. Oh, cool! Yeah, he would be very cool. I've been um, thinking with like that show, like so. Part of the way it makes doctor. it accessible <laughs> for. Yeah. Can the doctor be a kind of a mess? <laughs> he's like two. He's yeah. like twenty four when he started that show. And he's um, just so old feeling. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, a six-year-old like girl man. to be the doctor. The thing about the show that makes it a little <laughs> bit easier, like for people, I think, to access it compared to other shows too, is that. Doctor always has these companions that travel with him in the tar in the, yeah. in the TARDIS. Yeah, okay, that was going to ask. There's there always a companion. Yeah. Okay. So, like, starting the revival. Now, is this like in Rose Firefly type companion? Or no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, it serves it's very, very much. It's very much the same reason why they gave Batman a Robin, yeah. so that he could have someone to turn to and go, "This is what's going on right yeah. now." It's someone. It's, it's an audience survey. Like at first, felt like the person you were experiencing mm-hmm. him through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's your ac- that's your access point. Yeah, that's like, like in the old Universal movie monster or monster movies, they would always have to have like a regular. Like oftentimes right. there would be like, like a, a reporter couple, or like a couple. A, a, yeah. A, a, yeah, reporter a or, Janet, or a couple yeah. whose yeah. car breaks down, and then like exactly. oh, then this is this is this is your regular. And they're people. your like conduit into that mm-hmm. world. Yeah, yeah. And but, if the term companion bothers you, they used to be called assistants. So yeah, I feel like they still use them once in a while. Yeah. Do they get a new companion every time there's a new? Pretty doctor? not not one to one, but pretty familiar. like uh, Matt Smith just changed companions. He was traveling around with a married couple actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That's yeah, why I brought the spoiler awesome. thing. Is that like the, there was this that was when he regenerated and became the new doctor. They gave him a new companion at the beginning of that storyline, and then because at the end of David Tennis run, he didn't really have a companion. That was kind of part of the problem was that he travels alone. He doesn't have anybody to keep him in check. Yeah. Um, and so the new he doesn't have any friends. Yeah, the new doctor <laughs> when he regenerated. There's this little girl named Amy, Amy Pond. She was like 
like a little girl when like he crashed onto Earth and like finds her, and then he comes back like seven years later, and yeah, she's okay. like an older. He tells her he'll be back later that night. Yeah, and she waits However, for him, and he doesn't um, come back. And, like for seven she goes, like it was kind of like a lovely story. And then yeah. she's yeah. lovely and also she's, really sad. No, she does. She, like he comes back and finds out she was in therapy for years yeah. because no one believed her that this had happened. Yeah, and like she had her friend, the raggedy doctor. Yeah, yeah, had been had shown up one time, and like yeah, it was not like she had an imaginary friend because the TARDIS is kind of unreliable, and it was broken at the time too. At the time, it was damaged, too, because it had just been, like, destroyed, and, like, so it was, like, rebuilding itself, and so it wasn't really on the same... The TARDIS is kind of alive, is yeah. the thing. A little bit. Oh, sort of like, like a minor uh, what was that? Phantom X. Phantom X's it's ship? It's a little bit like Phantom X's ship, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, like, the interior of the TARDIS will change. It's an X-Men <laughs> character. <laughs> um, or the Danger Room. It's like the Danger Room. It's a little bit like the Danger Room, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's implied... There's actually an episode that Neil Gaiman That's the best episode it's of the whole so season. Good, called oh The Doctor's God. Wife, oh, where yeah. the TARDIS's soul gets put into a person's body so yeah. the Doctor can talk to it. Yeah. And finds mm-hmm. out that, like, he didn't steal the TARDIS, the TARDIS stole him. Yeah, like, she's... She, because yeah. the TARDIS wanted to she go on adventures. Him. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's the sweetest thing. Yeah, that is cool. It's a really good. Like so like when the, when, they, when when the pawns like so Amy Pawn has a husband. Eventually, they get married on the course of the show named Rory. And when they left the show last year, like we knew the entire six episodes leading up to them leaving, they were going to leave because it had been announced that they were leaving. So yeah. I kind of I like would have liked to have not known that. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's been so the first companion in the revival was this girl Rose. So I'm really excited to be back yeah, on Saturday. My friend, she's, uh, one of my friends who's really into the show, uh, she told me like Rose is her favorite character. She's pretty much everybody's favorite not uh, like, assistant. Uh, I like not a huge fan, but I mean, like I'm saying, like consistently, like across the board. I think yeah, she's, would say she's, it. everybody kind of digs her. I think she's a little bit of a blank slate myself. I actually, it's funny. I never liked Catherine Tate on The Office. But once I started watching Doctor Who, oh my and God, I actually, she's my favorite she's, companion. I think yeah, Donna's my favorite too. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like her more on The Office now. Because, well, I mean, it's over. But I liked her more once I'd watched her as Donna on yeah. Doctor Who. And my friend actually headcanoned it in his mind so that on on The Office she's playing Donna Noble, <laughs> who came to America as a temp and got the job. At the <laughs> so the the companions, there's like Rose, sort of has this like tortured romantic situation with the doctor the whole time and they all kind of have a different relationship with them yeah. so like I no, like Rose is the one in the in the pilot yeah the blonde because I've seen the, yeah, yeah. The, she's like a yeah. shop girl. it's even called yeah. Rose like at the yeah. it's called okay. Rose um, yeah. but they all just sort of like the nature of the relationship is different every time there's one that's like a medical student mm-hmm. or a doctor mm-hmm. I can't remember Martha Jones she's yeah. a med student yeah. yeah who like you know is uh, intellectually like fascinated by mm, by what yeah. his problem solving but Donna is fun oh, because she's, she's like one of the first ones that hates him yeah. and like Oh, that's just awesome. gives him a run for his might. She's like yeah. mean to him the whole time. <laughs> yeah. She's like mad at him whenever like they go places that he he I don't remember how he meets her. Oh, he, oh at she, a she appears. She appears yeah. in the TARDIS. She appears yeah. in the TARDIS, which is just like a mistake. Yeah. But like he so like great. like in a wedding dress. <laughs> like, it's her wedding day. <laughs> like, she finds so out that day her like her, from, her yeah her, her wedding yeah. Like, yeah is is consorting with aliens. Yeah, so and they're great. just funny. They're yeah. funny with each other the whole yeah. time. And she has the most I heartbreaking like arc. Like her story ends in a way where it's like I think out of all the companions, yeah. like her exit from the show was the most like. It just it just punches well, yeah. you. It's another face. theme of the show that he destroys all of these people. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone who travels with him is eventually do like they torn travel apart. With him by choice. Yeah, yeah. 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 even if she does because she eventually seeks him out. Like once, first she hates him, but then eventually like she's trying to find him and he's trying to. Like, yeah. he runs but into at her. first she didn't want to do it. She did, she didn't even like try to. She literally appears like 
something happens to this alien invasion yeah. thing and she actually like gets transmitted to his okay. ship and so Beamed, they're like if you will yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Beamed so, up yeah <laughs> and the episode thing. is kind of about solving the mystery of why she appeared there yeah. then like a whole season later she shows up and it turns out in the interim she's been trying to find, find him, him. Yeah, yeah. because he's the most amazing thing that ever happened to her yeah, yeah. And, and so like it, with every person they he like piques their interest and then they it's almost like they're addicted to the adventures that they have, yeah, and usually he ruins their life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he, but he's constantly bearing that burden. Yeah, which is yeah. why he's like, this show sounds like just a, a just a never ending fucking bummer. Like, but that's the thing is, it, it so, is, and it's, it's written it's both. so lighthearted yeah. though. Like, so like, and he's so he's really kind of quippy and very intellectual, and so he's like fun to listen to and fun to is watch. Is there a dumb doctor? Like a doctor, no. he's always, he's always well. The second doctor like kind of played it yes. then, and that's kind of where all the doctors since him have really kind of been doing what he did, which is like he seems really dumb and he makes himself very unassuming, and then people take like people underrate him or un- yeah. whatever they're for, and then like they just underestimate him, and then mm-hmm. he uh, turns yeah, out to be like yeah. this just. Clever. There's a great old story called uh, it's called Tomb of the Cybermen, where he shows up and there's this archaeological dig digging into this old tomb on like Mars or something, and he keeps How saying things like uh, not very at all. Actually, it's in space. Um, yeah, it's in space. Well, and also Mars, like, like Martian society, like there's this whole group called the Ice Warriors, and they have like these met, like these. In, they're they're like Spartans, yeah, yeah. Like Spartans. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's saying things the whole time, like, oh, well, that 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 lever would probably open the central tomb and unleash whatever's in there, but you definitely don't want to touch that. Yeah. And then they do it, and it turns out that at the end, he knew what was in there the whole time, and he wanted it to be unleashed so he could destroy it once and for all. Yeah. And he's just been playing everyone. Yeah, there's like him and the seventh Doctor both have this kind of sinister game master thing going on, okay. where they just sort of manipulate people, and it's 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 scary. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to see what they do with the new. Doctor. Doctor, because it's for the first time in a long time they got like a much older actor playing him, uh-huh. Peter Capaldi, because he's in his fifties, and yeah. um, the only other two, the second Doctor and the first Doctor, are the only two that were in their fifties before him, and the last three have all been. Uh, Eccleston was pretty young; he was, I, he's he was in his forties. Yeah. Oh, in, in the loop, was he? He was. In yeah, the yeah. Loop. yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah he, he was also on the Pompeii episode of Doctor Who, which was funny. Like he actually, oh, that is a funny. guy saved by the Doctor. Was in, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's a lot of re- recurring people. Like actually, there's a there's a spinoff called Torchwood. And I thought, okay, Torchwood. I've seen. I wanted to ask about Torchwood because I've yeah. seen a lot of Torchwood. Well, because Gwen Cooper was on the second, ep- the third episode of Doctor Who. She's in uh, the other revival series. Playing she a Victorian plays, housemaid. Yeah, she plays like her own characters, like 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 ancestor or like mm. yeah. So. And then the actress who plays Martha Jones, another companion, yeah. plays her own cousin. Yeah. At one point. How does Torchwood tie in? Because I because I know that it, it's a spinoff. So. Yeah. There's a character named uh, Jack Harkness. Captain Jack. Who, in, yeah. Who's everyone he's who loves him. Yeah, he's I love awesome. Him. I love him. He's, he's a real dude. <laughs> he, he appears in the first uh, revival series, and it's um, there's there's a, there's a great two part episode called the, uh, the Aliens of London. No, it's the it's the Hollow Child and the Unearth. It's the um, oh, yeah. no uh, Aliens of London and the Doctor dances. Oh, no, Aliens of London's the one with the slitting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's like the empty child of the, the empty child. It's, it's the it's Are the You My Mummy child. kid, the creepiest. There's it's a so creepy scary. little kid with a, with a gas mask on that wanders around and says, Are You My Mummy? And when he touches anybody, they like a gas mask like grows out of their face. It's like, yeah, it's and horrifying. It's really horrifying. It's, really it's a really horror. It's weird. It's like, it's a two-part <laughs> horrifying arc, but it's also one of the few arcs that ends completely happy. Like, yeah. almost every other arc on the show ends in tears, and that one actually ends very great. It ends with like, the doctor exclaiming, Just this once rose everyone gets to live. Yeah, everyone lives. <laughs> and, uh, and so, Jack Harkness is this human, but he's from the, like, 
like the, the 51st century yeah. and he's like this bisexual like Mommy. like yeah. sexual really. yeah he's a, yeah he's this crazy <laughs> fuck like plants. yeah he'll fuck a plant because yeah. i know yeah. he's got a in torchwood he had a boyfriend yeah yeah he's the idea is he's so from, so from the future was not like anything hangouts about sexuality at all mm. so he just yeah. tries to bang everything and the idea is that, so he and when they introduce him he's actually like a con man who travels back in time the whole thing that he does is he like he takes this important like piece of like alien technology and puts it somewhere where he knows it's going to be destroyed and then he sells it to something and then it gets destroyed so they can't even have it but he takes the money and runs <laughs> so he basically takes this this alien it's basically like an alien ambulance this alien medical supply thing and he puts it right in London right before the night of the Blitz so he knows like the Blitz is going to come and destroy this thing uh-huh. and that's how they meet him is like that's like yeah. Okay. yeah and then he ends up some crazy shit happens to him so that he's immortal now yeah and that gets played like at one point on Torchwood he gets buried for 600 years oh and, uh, he basically yeah, keeps yeah, dying yeah, consistently yeah, forever yeah, yeah. yeah no it's it's a nightmare that he's yeah, going yeah. through um, but yeah Torchwood uh, it started in uh, in actually Victorian England whenever they met Queen Victoria she lived through some crazy alien adventures involving a werewolf yeah. and she was the one who like she at the end of the episode yeah. knights the 10th Doctor and Rose and, and then makes them a fugitive to justice <laughs> and then exiles them and says yeah. get out of here you consort with monsters and you think it funny and it kind yeah. of plays to the flippancy with which the 10th Doctor approaches his travels and is like no this is you don't understand what you're doing right now like, <laughs> yeah. you're traveling through time and you're 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 fucking with civilization yeah and uh then at the end of the episode she says we're gonna establish an institute we're gonna call it the Torchwood Institute the name yeah. comes an from of Doctor Who yeah it's just yeah. Like, it was like the blue harvest for Doctor yeah. Who whenever they were shooting the first season and uh then they you know yeah. spun it off into its own show and to varying degrees of success yeah um there's six episodes of Torchwood that are amazing and, and the rest, rest are almost hard to sludge through <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 I want they, well, yeah yeah because my mom works for stars and when stars Torchwood Miracle Day. Yeah, before that, happened. I still haven't seen. I haven't seen the third season of Torchwood, so I haven't watched. Because you haven't seen Children of Earth, not yet. Because I you know why? Because I haven't been able to get myself through season two. Because oh, okay. like, there's so many bad episodes that I haven't like wanted to watch them. Season two is easier than season one. It's still not great. Yeah. I can't remember which season we watched. We, we I watched a bunch with my yeah. mom. It's there's some good ones. A, I had the it's, flu. it's a little uh, dirtier. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> very <laughs> much so. Yeah, because yeah. Doctor the Who first is like episode very is an alien innocent. That fucks <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Doctor Who doesn't fuck anybody. No, Doctor Who's no. It was originally more of a kids show. I mean, it's definitely not as much of a kids show anymore, but it's still does appeal to a, like a kid audience okay. so they don't want to make it too dirty because it's supposed to be something that's like okay. more family oriented yeah like there you'll rarely see yeah real family yeah. oriented trapping people in mirrors, mirrors and forever, shit yeah. every yeah. mirror forever but see yeah. I don't, like, that kind of stuff for me it's like that's the kind of stuff as a kid that I love like I like yeah. really yeah. dark it's like labyrinth or it's like that kind of stuff where so I actually think it's a great show for kids in that regard like kids should be kind of frightened by stuff as a yeah. kid there's, <laughs> that's when you have that there's an expression in Britain uh, they say behind the sofa that's how you watch Doctor Who they're afraid of the Daleks. Yeah, yeah. They, everybody would just jump behind the furniture and watch whatever was going, whatever was That's on the show. Good. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Oh man. So, so, who's your favorite doctor? For me, it's David Tennant. But I think it's because just that's the doc. Like, I got into the show late. Like, I got into it after it aired. And so I, I was catching up on Netflix, and I, I think Eccleston is great. I think he's very underrated as far as, like, oh, I he's think awesome. he has his legion of very solid fans, and I think he's really good. But Tenet's the one, because I was plowing through them, he's the one that I really, like, fell in love with the mm-hmm. show with, so he very much appeals to me. And I think Matt Smith is really good, too. I think yeah, he gets a little bit of bad rap sometimes, too, but I think he's, I think he's really good, so... Yeah. But I think Tenet's my favorite. Yours is Tenet, too. Yeah, I love Tenet. I, but I love how silly he is. Yeah. I like that you guys have two different, like, 
the silliness all about the darkness. The silliness <laughs> is I like, like my yeah. favorite part. And you like yeah. the silliness. That's cool. No, that's that's interesting. And Watch it's the- also fun. Like I think the reason that I mean I don't know the reason that it took off so much this second time around, but like for me, it's fun. Well, it didn't look horrible anymore. Cool. It's yeah, very, it's like, there's a lot of things that are really accessible. There's a lot of, like, recurring lines that you can, like, say to people that are into it and yeah. kind of rub say. elbows yeah. with. Yeah, it's you sort know of what like I mean? with BSG, like, you can be like, yeah. so say we all. Exactly. you know, Matt Smith wears a bow tie, and then that's, like, a whole thing. Bow ties my, are cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, me and my, I have a 16-year-old sister. Mm-hmm. And she and I every year exchange like Doctor Who themed gifts. Oh, cool! <laughs> yeah, my my friend who was telling me that Rose was her favorite character. It's the same. Her it, her her younger sister got her into Doctor yeah. Who, and then she's knitting her a TARDIS blanket. Yeah, right now. we got into Doctor Who separately, but like it's fun to be able to just like text mm-hmm. her. When I first got here, there's a sonic screwdriver in this room, which is essentially yeah. I was going to ask magic you. John's been playing yeah. with the sonic screwdriver over here. <laughs> And I texted my sister a picture of it when we first got here because she was so excited. That's the 11th Doctor's sonic screwdriver. Yeah, every one of them, them, most of them have a different sonic yeah. screwdriver. Now, so the, the sonic screwdriver, has that always been... There's, there's a couple of doctors that don't use them, but it is like a pretty constant part. Yeah. Did it, no, start actually, drive it used to actually be used to drive screws. Like in, yeah, yeah. in the arc in space, the fourth doctor actually unscrews something with the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. Which it's about damn time. And it's almost like it's almost like you know how like Superman, through the course of the series, just has like a ridiculous amount of powers and like uh-huh. you know it's sort of like, it, the, the amount of things that it does is kind of like it's based when the writers can't think of a way to get out of a it's like Batman's utility belt. That's what they do. Yeah, it's like. Well, we can't think of how to escape this thing, then we're going to go ahead and... I mean, it's uh, usually limited to, like, manipulating electronics in some way. Like, you can't point it at a person and kill them or anything like that. Uh, Well, fuck that. Yeah, yeah. But that, that, there's actually doctor. Jack Harkness has a sonic like laser gun, yeah. and the doctor replaces it with a banana because he doesn't. The doctor doesn't, doesn't <laughs> believe in like destroying anything, and so the joke is that he actually went back in. T- he went in time to the factory that made the sonic weapons and replaced it with a banana orchard because bananas are good. Yeah, <laughs> so, bananas. I like good. bananas. Bananas are good. I don't know. Bananas might have uh, the uh, Brazilian wandering spider in there, and yeah, I read this oh. article about the Brazilian wandering spider and how like some lady. Was gonna eat a banana and found like a, bunch a whole of them, bag like, of spiders, a whole, oh, a bag of spiders creepy. essentially. Yeah. So the baby ones. But yeah, like don't tell me more. You know, mention <laughs> the thing about like I, I, want, I don't want to talk about anymore. That's poor. <laughs> um, the thing about me, like you mentioned, like I like the darkness, but I think what I like about it is that it's the darkness mixed with the yeah, giddy, the, the, childlike. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's very Joss Whedon-y. It's very much like yeah. the two, yeah. you know, like, if it was like, just a downer. It wouldn't be. Yeah. It's, but it's so much damn fun. And that's actually what I don't like as much about the Stephen the original the guy who brought the show back was Russell T Davies and he left at the end of David Tennant's run so it's like after the end of like the he did like four years he did uh, four seasons and then and a, a series of specials, specials. yeah, yeah. Um, now the guy who's the head writer of the show Stephen Moffat and Moffat was a really great writer for individual like standalone episodes like there's some some of the best episodes in the original like revival run under Davies were written by Moffat he wrote yeah. this one called Blink, Blink? I was gonna yeah. everybody Blink is such a great episode. Best episode Blink is the one that if I meet someone who like wants to watch Doctor Who but isn't sure how they're gonna feel that's the episode yeah, I, I wouldn't show it to someone watch. to give them an idea of who the Doctor is yeah because no. he's not in it at he's time. barely in the yeah. But yeah. the fun of that episode yeah. Yeah. is a good, like... And the way and it's, a great, and it's a great like, monster. He creates this awesome monster of the episode called the Weeping Angels that he kind of ruins later by going back to them, yeah. which he never should have done. But they're this, they're like they're, they're like these angel statues, and the idea is they're this alien race that their natural defense is that 
if you see them, if you look at them, they turn into stone. So they can only move when you're not watching them. It's a quantum so mechanic. So it's a lot of like, yeah. oh, it's so freaky. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it tends to be people's. I've heard it yeah. compared to the Buffy episode uh, Hush. It's like yeah. that. Yeah. It's yeah. also more like the Buffy episodes where, like the episode of the Zeppo from Buffy, where it's all about Xander and the whole episode. Yeah. Oh, like, I love there's this apocalypse happening in the background, and you yeah. never really. That's what's happening because like, the doctor's hardly in it. And it's actually the girl, uh, like Casey Carrie Mulligan, Carrie Mulligan yeah. who is awesome, and she's she's like the girl, she's the main focus of the episode. Oh, Carrie Mulligan, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, she's, she's the main character. Oh, she's great, and the, the idea is that, like she keeps finding these little like Easter eggs on these DVDs and like little hints of things that are happening. And it's the Doctor back in like the sixties because the idea is the angels, the way they they work is they if they touch you, they don't kill you, they send you back in time, but then they feed off the residual time energy that would have been like your life if you had stayed in the time that you're in. So like Jesus. they, yeah. The doctor says, yeah, it's the most merciful death in the universe. They zap you back in time and let you live to death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they zapped him back in time, so he can't get to his TARDIS anymore because it's back. It's 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 forty years in the future. And so the whole episode is like he puts these like secret messages, and then it's all about how like how time isn't linear and how like things all kind of like it's 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 really trippy. Yeah, but really it's, well, it's sounds really kind of like, more. How do they get the energy, very, very the time energy, if they're still living their life in the past? It's like they're, feed, they're feeding off the potential energy of like what your life would have been. Like it's like. Like it's like a yeah, it's a weird wibbly wobbly timey one. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that's, that. That episode yeah, yeah, the phrase. Really there's little, there's literally a line in the episode where <laughs> see people think time is linear, but it's really just a big ball of wibbly wobbly timey wimey <laughs> stuff. The part where they just make yeah. Yeah. which Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah. says is the most it's accurate description of so, of time in any sci-fi <laughs> show ever. So that's fantastic. Yeah. It's got a GT. See, I, actually, <laughs> I actually prefer Moffat as a showrunner. See, I think the problem I have with Moffat as a showrunner is I feel like the. I like the way with Davies that there was more. The show was more standalone episodes that were fun, and then like the arcs were kind of peppered in lightly. Yeah, Moffat. I think this year I really liked him, so I, I'm, I'm coming back around on him. But season six was such a mess of this crazy overarching meta arc that just like it, it was so oh, convoluted and hard for people to follow. I, I mean, I caught it, but it just it got so buried down in it that like the standalones that season are great with the Neil Gaiman well, one Moffat but... definitely plays with time with less rigor because when he took the show over he said like I want to make a fairy tale and it very much feels like yeah. kind of, I mean it starts with you know this magical imaginary friend appearing to a little yeah. girl yeah. and then her like you know like she's got a crack in the wall in her bedroom and it's you know feeding her stuff well and there's like, a wall they... and a crack or the, crack, the crack exists everywhere in the wall. If, yeah. if, if, if and the then, wall, like the, the end of the season, resolved by her. It's a crack in time and space. So if you tore the wall <laughs> down, the yeah. crack would still, still be a skeptic there. Skeptic over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty cool. cool. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of touchstones yeah. that's hitting on for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, uh, that sounds very Guillermo del Toro. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Moffat is very Guillermo del Toro. There's actually some really great episodes in his run too. Like there's one where. The idea was the Earth became inhabitable for uninhabitable, so all the nations in the world like loaded in the, into like spaceships and they're like floating around in space until that's they the come one back I told to you to watch the Beast Below. Yeah, that yeah. one's yeah, that's the one that's, we just start. Oh, with. that one's yeah. great. That's what I told him. That's the first episode he should watch. If I can see that. Who the Doctor is? Yeah. yeah. Like, Nobody human and it's an has episode that to say to me today. Yeah, and it's an episode that actually challenges him, like what who he is as a character. But like, so it shows you what his ideals are because he's forced to like compromise. And it also and plays to what's going on now. Yeah, it's a great mission statement. So it also plays to what he's doing now because he says in that uh, at the end, uh, like I, if I do what he's faced with, I won't. I'll have to call yeah, myself I, something I, else. I think we won't be the doctor anymore. Oh, yeah. so great. And right now, what's going on in the show? The the the, the most recent episodes. 
uh, revealed that there was a regeneration we didn't see. Yeah. And that at some point in the past, John Hurt, there was a doctor played by John Hurt. Yeah. Um, I love who, John Hurt. Who basically, like, he he says, like... Which he, doctor was he? We don't know yet. He, no, he wasn't well, the doctor. Oh, he was apparently never, he was, he was the ninth. never actually on the show. No, no. Oh. The idea is they're saying, yeah, there's this yeah. whole other chapter of this guy's life you never saw. Yeah, at the end of last season, they actually, like, went into, like, his own time stream. And, like, so, like, this girl's, like, seeing all the doctors, like, running by her and stuff like that. And then she sees him and, like... She's like, I don't know who that is. And I saw in all like, your faces, you were the eleventh doctor, and the doctor says, I'm not "I said lie. he was me. I didn't, I didn't say, say he, he was, was the doctor." Yeah, and there's like a line, and then like the last line, he goes like, "I'm what I did, I did out of sanity and peace." And then the doc, the eleventh doctor, Matt Smith, says, "But not in the name of the doctor." And that was his, his explanation, episode. like yeah. the, the whole season has been built, was building up. I to got saying, a fucking headache. Yeah. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole season built up to say like you're going to learn the doctor's real name, and then yeah, yeah. finally in the episode he says, "My name's not important. The name you choose is a promise you make." Yeah. Who's he? He's the one who broke the promise. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. And it's yes. like, what? what is... He's that my is secret. Chilling. What is yeah. this guy? What <laughs> did he do? Yeah. Like, and then so terrifying. That's what the special that's coming up, the Day of a Doctor, which is the 50th anniversary special, is going to be about. <laughs> it seems like he's the one who set off it, I, I, I could be the he's the one who set off the moment it sounds yeah. like he's the one that caused the moment that, that destroyed this end of the time war because in the there's a thing that's, that just launched this week called Night of the Doctor which is like a prequel they've been doing this thing where they like the BBC releases like an internet short that's like a prequel to the next episode yeah. Yeah. and in that one it shows Paul McGann who was the Doctor in the movie in the 1996 who we, we always until now assume was the guy who became he regenerated into Christopher Eccleston and now we found out in this little short that he regenerated into the John Hurt character so John Hurt is chosen, and he chose that character because now, he, at, this, at the beginning of the short, he's saying like, "No, I'm not involved in the Time War. I'm not yeah. one of those Time Lords. I don't want any part of it." And finally, at the end of the short, he comes to accept like, "I have to. Either I'm the only one who can who can end this." And he gets to choose what he regenerates into, and he says yeah. to the people who are helping him, "Make me a warrior." Yeah. And uh, then he he drinks this crazy ass elixir, regenerates, and then John mm-hmm. Hurt stands up and says, "Doctor, no more." Yeah. Like, and in, in the credits, it actually like it's normally the credit always says as the doctor, um, but this one actually says as the war doctor. So like it actually changes like huh. yes. Interestingly, they, no, they, they, so they, is this is going to end? Is this uh, are they? Well, that's an interesting like question. To a conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It sounds like they're building up to a conclusion. I think of just that story arc yeah. because there's a, because the idea is that so this story arc is going to be I think I think. Probably what's going to happen is this 50th anniversary show is going to wrap up the Time Lord storyline. I mean, the Time War storyline finally, which has been going on for yeah. I thought they'd already wrapped it up, kind of because well, they kind of at the end of David Tennant's run, his last episode, they kind of touched back on it again. Up until then, it was always something that was kind of just vaguely referenced on the show. Uh-huh. It wasn't like it's not like you ever really see the Time War happening. Yeah. But then suddenly at the end of this, like, there's a two part, really great two part episode, like special series called The End of Time. And that's where you and find out that he, in addition to trap, he didn't just time lock it to trap the Daleks. The Time Lords had gotten as bad as the Daleks. Yeah. Like they had gotten and corrupted he, and they were going to gen- destroy. He time. committed genocide on his own people because they were to save the universe. universe. Yeah. And it's actually, actually uh, speaking of James Bond, Roger Roger Daltrey, uh, Roger Daltrey, but he, yeah, Timothy Dalton, sorry, is actually like the leader of the Time Lords in that movie. Like he plays. Oh like, really? Yeah. yeah. And oh, he's cool. trying to bring that back. Yeah, Timothy uh, Dalton's awesome. Yeah, and God, that's 
God, he was really good. Uh, and such a he, chilling episode, and it's such a heartbreaking. When David Tennant regenerates to Matt Smith, it's like the most heartbreaking. Well, he's the only like, doctor oh, who ever, like, before his regeneration, all of them kind of accept it, and they're like, "I'm going to regenerate." And he says, "He says he's he the first one to him. say, like, I don't want to go." Yeah, I, oh, he God. says, oh, "I love that." So uh, yeah, he like, he like that. basically <laughs> goes on a tour of everyone he's ever known and loved, and like to say goodbye to everybody, and then yeah, it's like that's like my uh, favorite thing. Oh my God, I cried. It was. I don't think I honestly don't think tenant really wanted to leave he said he left because um russell T. davis is gonna leave and then he wanted to like let the new doctor start like he wanted the new writer to start fresh yeah. for the new doctor but I, I know they said like he was so excited to come back for the special and he actually says like he wishes he and matt smith could trade off me the doctor from now on like, <laughs> but yeah i think he i don't think he really wanted to leave because he that's the cool thing about the doctor too is that all the guys who are playing it now grew up watching it, and so yeah, they're influenced it's really by it. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. there's and David a, Tennant in particular. Like Eccleston left oh. after a season because he hated it, but David Tennant was a fanboy. Yeah. yeah, to the degree that he married the Fifth Doctor's daughter, which is creepy because she plays his <laughs> daughter in an episode. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a great there's a great special because every year for like this children's charity thing, they do like a like a real quick Time short, crash. and there's yeah. one called Time Crash where it's 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 him and his father in law. Was he already married to her at the no, time? He or, wasn't, yeah. So I think there's a, there's this great special. The idea is that there's two TARDISes that collided in time. He just so, accidentally had a fender bender with the fifth doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, it's it's these two characters still meeting. Himself, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's talking to himself. And what's great about it is it's really a moment where you can tell where it stops being the doctor talking and being David Tennant talking yeah. to this doctor yeah. about like what he loved about him yeah. as a kid. Like, like he literally out. says to him, you were my doctor. And you can yeah. tell that he's the doctor David Tennant is modeling his doctor after. And he definitely, yeah. he definitely is. Because the fifth doctor is like, Compared to the other ones who are kind of dark manipulators, he's yeah. very much like a clean-cut protagonist kind of doctor. Yeah. He's very active and forthright. And he also has to, just like David Tennant, deal with destroying all these people. He's one of the he's the only doctor to have a companion die on his watch. Yeah. I was gonna um, ask about that if any yeah. of the companions ever died yeah. while they uh, his his companion, Adric, the super smart, like oh. he was basically the Wesley Crusher of Doctor Who in the eighties. Yeah. He uh well, yeah. what, what do you mean by you mean like, that everybody hates him uh, yeah. and it's not justifiable? Yeah. Because I fucking I'm too I Wesley. Like Wesley, I love Wesley Crusher. They did. They did use him stupidly in the first season of Next Generation, but yeah, they, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it wasn't what well, they used a lot. Of yeah. There's too many episodes where this kid saves the Enterprise, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, he uh, he ended up riding a spaceship down onto Earth and becoming the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. Yeah, um, so that's what happened to Adric. Holy shit, <laughs> yeah. not ideal. Yeah. And then the very last, the very last epi- arc the of history the, books are talking about you. The very last arc of the Unless Fifth Doctor, religious. kind of perfectly, it's called the Caves of Androzani, and the first part of it is him and his brand new companion from. Pasadena, um, hmm. getting uh, Spectrox poisoning, poisoning, and the whole like four parts is him trying to save this girl who's yeah. been poisoned on his watch. And then the last thing that happens is he only has one antidote, <coughs> and he gives it to her, and he regenerates into the sixth doctor, who is an asshole, who sucked. <laughs> he was the he's the he's the least liked doctor of all, which is funny too because there's an interview. What's, what's his name? Is it Colin um, Baker? Colin Baker. No relation to Tom. It's funny because Colin Baker said in an interview recently that. The costume that he... Because he hated his costume so much. The BBC hated him. They fired him. They literally... Sorry. They literally fired him because they hated him so much. To the point where he's one of the few who doesn't regenerate into him. Like, like usually they're willing to regenerate because they're on the show. Uh-huh. He was fired so that the guy who replaced him literally just rolls over and becomes the new Doctor. Yeah. So, like, they uh-huh. shot him face down. In the regeneration <laughs> scene, the seventh Doctor plays the sixth Doctor wearing a blonde wig. Yeah. And then like, they, like, rolls up his thing up. But he said that the, the costume he requested is basically what Eccleston has, which is like... Like the leather jacket yeah. and the tank, like 
It's Instead, like, the tough he wears. Guy. Uh, <laughs> they call it the tough guy. Yeah, he he wears this crazy ass and like rainbow clown it. outfit. He hated it so oh, much. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. saw that outfit when I went to that thing in England. I yeah. saw the wardrobe. Could he still part? I mean, even though he's universally reviled, there, he does he does have fans though. He does have people who think he's like the best doctor. Well, there are people who say he's a good doctor on a bad show. Yeah, which I'd buy. Like I can see that. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel about Chris Ross. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a yeah, dumb outfit. It's Captain Kangaroo. It's Captain Kangaroo. I actually, when I saw that, I was like, that I was like taken with that. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. And then, and then, but I guess nobody liked that guy. Well, his so. his character was a real dick. Like the whole idea, of that, <laughs> basically. Yeah, they, Which, they, by the way, you can't dress like that oh, and be sorry. a real dick. Like, even, even like seeing like just the the this, the shot of him like regenerating, he's like making fun of the last doctor. Like, well, things are going to change around here from now. Like he just completely the like very just, first thing he does in his first serial is strangle his companion. The idea is that he just like there's there's sort of a like Homer that, Simpson strangling Bart or yeah. like like murder well no he's gone like murder crazy the idea yeah. is that right after you regenerate you're kind of a little wonky yeah, yeah. until you kind of get your bearings and the very first thing he does is just leap upon this girl and try to choke her out yeah um, yeah Jesus. he was he was terrible yeah. and he he arguably killed the series like there was yeah. another doctor he dresses after him. like a child molester he definitely <laughs> does <laughs> and there was another doctor after him but it was yeah. kind of a case of too little too late and yeah. then in 1996 you had the TV movie with the eighth doctor. Who's another really good doctor in a really bad show? Yeah, which is why it was so exciting when he came back for the Night of the Doctor recently. Because it's like, oh my god, this guy! Who's, yeah, he's uh, he's Paul McGann. He's you know, with Bill and I. Yeah, yeah, he's he's I. Oh, okay. Yeah, he yeah. played the Doctor, and he was really good. <laughs> That's um, cool. Yeah, but he was in a crappy, crappy show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happens to a lot of people. Sure. Yeah, it's true. Well, so no, quick question then, because okay. uh, we got to wrap it up. But. Uh, would you would you rather be a doctor or the or a companion? Would you rather be the doctor or well, the companion? I mean, I don't want to be guilty no, of genocide. Not yeah. once. What do you think? What, what, are you a doctor or are you a companion? Oh, I think we're all companions. I don't think anybody could really be the doctor. Like, I think the yeah, doctor fuck is you, pretty. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I mean, I would love to be. I, I mean, if I could play either, if I if I could be cast on the show, I mean, I'd love to be a doctor because it seems like the most fun part in mm-hmm. all of film and television to ever play. Yeah. But yeah, I think that I would probably be. A companion before I could be a doctor, yeah. You'd be a good companion. Thank you. <laughs> are you saying that in the Firefly way, or are you saying that in the other way? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I only know one way. <laughs> I feel like it would be... I feel like I would relate... Would you want to be a companion? Well, I feel like I relate to the uh, sad feelings the doctor has more. I didn't mean that <laughs> a sad sentence, but like that, like... Longing for adventure slash yeah, yeah but the lone, doctor, lone wolfiness. The doctor yeah. is stand up comedy, and we're all yeah, like really, and I, it's ruined our lives. Yeah. This is I, really, yeah. I really do think like I can see why a comedian would relate to the doctor. Yeah, like he he longs for this like adventure and this like making right things that went wrong. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Beckett. And <laughs> on top of that too, the doctor is like, he sees the world in this unique way and he like, it's frustrating to him sometimes that other people don't he, see it the way he sees it. He, so it is like, like saying that. that not way. that understood and, yeah. but people are captivated by him. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of nerd wish fulfillment to him. Like, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I would be a doctor is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is an episode Thank where like, you. somebody You're says to him, you're the doctor and uh-huh. rise your companion Okay. What's your first adventure? What are you going to do? I don't know. 
Well, the Taurus would take us somewhere. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It just drops us somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every show they it. just go and get in this. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of get taken like places. An and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be, you know, that he's then, controlling it, but it's okay. it's supposed to, like, it the Taurus is a little bit broken. Yeah. It's been broken since the beginning. Yeah. It's like there's like situations that they have to Exactly. Yeah, and then sometimes they stay in the same. We're all having separate conversations. Like it goes to sometimes they'll stay in the same place for like a few episodes, and it's like a longer thing. But a lot of times it's very episodic, and it's like one episode, one place, one adventure. Here's the thing that's happening. Yeah, and then every so often they get serialized. Yeah, every every season has like maybe like two or three storylines that take like two or three episodes but then most of the ones in between are it's which is a good combination of it really it's not like most shows where it's either an overall arc or it's episodic this one's really good about like like in the first season like you get the episode where you introduce Rose and then there's a few episodes that are standalone and there's an episode where they come back to to like England and the idea was he told her it was the next day it ends up being a year later and everyone's freaking out like where's Rose at what happened to her or whatever and then it happens the day they come back is the day that a UFO crash lands into London, and so and that that's kind of the idea is it's hard. It kind of takes them places to where they where need the to be. Is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like that's that fun. gargoyle season where they were traveling the uh, the River of Avalon. It's <laughs> Gargoyles, yeah. probably yeah. the most obscure reference we've had on this show yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. Did you? Did either of you watch the show before? Uh, like the old. Seasons before it uh, got rebooted. When I was a kid, I occasionally would catch one on uh-huh. like like uh, PBS or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think yeah, I really got. I didn't I get remember it. my parents would watch it on PBS. Yeah, it just seemed cheesy and fake and cheap. So I never really like. And yeah. I was just too young to get what it was. And yeah, I watched. I watched it on PBS with my dad. Yeah, that's all. I, mean, I don't really it, remember the episodes that well, and I haven't seen yeah. them as an adult. So, like, I remembered. I mean, I'm Tom sure Baker. I saw episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been going back and watching some of the old ones, and they're some of them are kind of a tough sit. I mean, they're yeah, they rely yeah. on the writing. Like in the in the '70s, Douglas Adams wrote yeah, yeah. the show for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. Yeah. Well, that's what I say. If you're, if you're a fan of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and stuff like that, you'll like Doctor Who because it very much is that kind of voice. Like it's yeah. very yeah. much. Yeah, it's actually the kind of that's yeah. That makes sense. And Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman has written now. Two episodes, episodes. and he's written a book that's coming out, like an e-book that's actually about the Eleventh Doctor. Why that, like, Alan, has Alan Moore written an episode? No, no he's off he worshiping a scorpion or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Richard Curtis has written an episode of Doctor Who. Yeah. Richard Curtis. Yeah, he wrote the uh, episode, the very heartbreaking episode, Vincent and the Doctor, which is in the fifth. Oh, God, oh that's God. so sad. It is, like, the most depressing episode of the it's entire show. Yeah. yeah, They take Van Gogh to try and, like, make him happier. They take him to the present day and show him a Van Gogh exhibit, and they're like, see, you mattered. And yeah. then they go back in time and drop him off. They're and like, they're like, sorry, you're still book. poor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they come back to the future, back to the present, and Amy, like, runs to a book to be like, see, we saved him. And they'll come, nope, still killed himself. So, that's fun. <laughs> and it's it's... And then the doctor makes this great little speech about dealing with grief. He says, like, basically at the end of the, someone's life, your life is a pile of good things and a pile of bad things. And at least we added to his pile of good things. Yeah. Mm. So that's something. <laughs> You're fuck a pile, though. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to die. Oh, yeah. Well, they all die. I mean, well, we all Except the doctor. Yeah, 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 every doctor has dies. to carry on. Everyone Some dies. of us regenerate. <laughs> so, so at the tail end of this, have we talked to you guys into having any interest in ever watching? You it? literally or got have... me just one minute ago with the Douglas Adams. Thing. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? So I was in the comparison. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's 
it's, it's very much if you like that kind of stuff, I think yeah. you'll like the show. Go, like has Neil, that I like Neil game Go watch yeah, yeah. City of Death. It's the one he wrote. It's the first time they got to shoot in Paris, so there's a lot of shots of the doctor running in front of the Eiffel Tower. That's what I That's an old day. one. That's one of like the old series ones. <laughs> yeah, it's it's from the '70s, so it's cheap looking. But it's, yeah, yeah. if you can look past the production values, you'll really it's it's really cool okay. in a Douglas Adamsy kind of way. Yeah, it's a. You guys, you had me pretty early on, and then you lost me, and then you got me back, and then you lost me again. I've, I've the show kind of does so that. You like, I, yeah, I, you'll I, feel that. Yeah, when you'll you feel that when you watch that. the show because yeah. there are there are times where it's very challenging to you emotionally, and like, yeah. It's, yeah, and there's it's, some episodes that are really boring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's, 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 that's one. Sounds like there's some episodes. Just like any TV show that has any TV show that has a shitload of episodes. Though there's like some episodes. It's like, all right, cool. Well, okay. For example, I'm right now. I feel like. Yeah. Right now, I'm powering my way through Married with Children, all of it. I'm sure, a, you're just, doing important work. Yeah, yeah. Season, <laughs> I do not. Will this be a good follow up to Married with Children? Yes. <laughs> yes. Couldn't possibly be more different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need something way different. It'll be a good change of pace, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Uh, do you guys. Now, is this one of those shows. This is another thing. Uh, I guess this will be the last thing I ask. Uh, there's another. It better be. This is one of those shows. Is this one of those shows? Because you guys are talking about like what's coming up and and, and, and how they make announcements before things happen, and um, I guess I guess a lot of shows do that now. But are you? Is this one of those shows where people just constantly theorize about what's going to happen yeah. next? Yeah, there's been a lot of Can you just kind of sit back and be like, I, I mean, I trust these people. I'm going to let them do this. It's just both. Uh, there, yeah. if you want to find those speculations, you can. Mm-hmm. I try to avoid them for the most part. Like, I'm getting excited because the new one's going to air. This the special's yeah. going to be this week, so I'm excited about it, anticipating it. But like towards the end of last season. I know I had a friend of mine on Facebook kept trying to like post on my wall like, hey, what do you think about this or anything? And I go, I don't really want to know yeah, this stuff exactly. until I want to have some sense of wonder about it. So I think you can. Uh, there's definitely places to find those conversations, but you can avoid them if you want. Reddit to. is a great place to find those conversations. <laughs> I, I don't even know what Reddit well, is. And I, <laughs> like I, I'm a season behind and have managed to like not hear anything that's until, happening. Until we just said it now. <laughs> like I mean, I barely registered yeah, right. a lot of the stuff I didn't know. So it's she fun. wasn't listening to. It. <laughs> Like, but, you know, you it, we live in a different country than where it's being uh, made, so it doesn't necessarily hit the front page of our Yeah. yeah. In papers. Britain, though, the media frenzy's nuts. Like, yeah. they had, they had a, t- a primetime TV special just to announce to that Peter Kamal. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And I, it was like a half-hour-long thing full of interviews and stuff. When yeah. I was in... <laughs> when I was in better than LeBron no, James' decision. When I was in London, <laughs> they, like, they, they had... I mean, there was Doctor Who stuff... Everywhere, oh, Ev- yeah. every yeah. everywhere you went, <laughs> every it was like surface. it was like oh my god, <laughs> like and it was before I was really back into it, yeah. like you know midway through tenant because I kind of was late late to the game, uh, yeah. and it it was crazy the, the hysteria and how much of like every single store Doctor Who stuff took up. I was like I don't what is happening? <laughs> what is happening with this yeah. weird show? Yeah, but what's nice about it is is on that note, like it's a show where even if you have little things spoiled for you, like the show doesn't feel like it suffers from it. Like yeah, you still it's enjoy still it. It's like, still just fun to spend time with the doctor. Yeah, he's really enjoyable it's character. Like it, it goes from fun to Sad real quick. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. like, which it, I kind of like. I've always yeah. been a fan of that kind of stuff. Me too. Like you were saying at one point, uh, there's a, which the doctor who doesn't, David Tennant, doesn't yeah. want to go. Yeah. And and that's like to me, that's a huge thing for me. I love 
<laughs> and it, this is that's his last line. Of I don't want to go. But that's my favorite thing so in sad. in store in books. In movies, TV shows, even songs, like when it, when there's a person that doesn't want to die, and then they just say that, like they mm-hmm. have that because simple sentence. I'm not so ready. Rarely, I'm not ready. If yeah, like I love so that, rare and that... it makes me cry, and then yeah. I hate myself for liking it. Well, yeah. but... well it's honest though. Yeah, yeah it's honest, yeah. and like usually we're given characters that are like. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm ready to die. And it's, well, it's, like, it's, like Harry, it's like Harry Potter marching off to fight Voldemort, and all the ghosts of the people behind him, like following him to his death. It's like that's that's what we normally get is this yeah. heroic character. Well, even the ninth doctor, doctor. Even I don't, don't like the ninth doctor's last line was, "You know what, Rose? You were fantastic, and so was I." Oh, so and then turns into ten. Yeah, and he's just like, this "Where is were we? All right, Barcelona." Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> But not the city. The, the planet. planet Barcelona. Yeah. There's a planet Barcelona? Uh, it's it, a they joke. They have a lot of fun. Well, that's yeah. what's great. <laughs> is it like Planet Hollywood? That's what's great, Is it owned though, by Sylvester Stallone? Is that I assume. it right. is fun the whole time, but it does make you feel things, which like which a I good like, show I, that's, would. That's yeah. All the feel like. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like that. But uh, it's managed, like about it usually Buffy. manages to be entertaining pretty much the whole time. It's like, totally even, very similar to Buffy. Yeah. yeah. It uh, earns all of its heavy moments, but it also earns all of its fun moments. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. And it can be scary at times. There's some episodes that are really like freaky, like the Angels one, the, the Blink episode we're talking yeah. about. Or the fucking gas mask. Or the kids. silence. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the silence... Talk about that, that, now, that's my a, friend recommended that one to me too. Yeah, that one I feel like you need to watch some more of it before. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of the show. It's a mythology. little confusing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that season I'm talking about where there's so much overall arc that like if you don't know these characters, like you get lost in it. Yeah, so, okay. That, so, that episode with the hotel where all your every room is like your fears and like you get locked oh, away in it. Oh. And the doctor goes in. We never see what's in his room. Oh no, yeah. The door and he just goes, oh, it would be you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's probably John Hurt hanging it's out. It's almost <laughs> certainly John Hurt hanging out in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So here, here's my question. Uh, John Hurt's scary, guys. I'd, I'd love to just give you, like, a test case of episodes, like, one or two, and have you watch them, and then, you know, if you hate them, you can I kind of want to watch some of the old ones, too. Okay. Is there a way to watch the old yeah, ones? Yeah, there's, there's selected ones on Netflix. Yeah, they have, like, a few arcs. Um, the problem with the old ones, too, is that a lot of the old tapes are lost to posterity. Yeah. because Most of the second yeah. doctors just gone. <laughs> yeah. Back then, they didn't care yeah. yeah, and there was, like, a... There was like a, a this, like a fire or something actually destroyed a bunch of them. Yeah. They actually yeah. recently found a bunch in like on like iTunes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of all places. Yeah. So yeah, if you had one episode to, to recommend, what would it be, Ryan? I, I think if you have one episode to really get people into the show, I think Monica's right on the money. I think Blink is the one that you recommend to people okay. because it really introduces you to the overall like like idea of the show. And I think, no. and because well, it doesn't have the doctor. Yeah, because it's, and that also maybe helps it because you get what the, like. You through Carrie Mulligan, you basically get to see what this show is all about as a as a person would that doesn't know anything about it because that's what she's experiencing it as. So it's a really good episode to really get you in the headspace of what the show is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And like, if you think that one's fun, then you'll probably like the show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you don't like that episode, you'll probably never like the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the Beast Below. I think that's it's, a good it's, one. You know, yeah. I like it because it's it's got the most archetypal structure. Like. Yeah. They end up in a strange place, they start noticing that things are off, they investigate, they figure out that there's this big crazy thing going on, and then they have to make a decision. And that's pretty much the structure of the thing. And it also like mm-hmm. it's the it's the great it's it's a great introduction to like Matt Smith and like who the guy yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I would say that's the best one for him, and I think the other one, Blink is the best one for David Tennant. Yeah, I think because I think that Beast Below is very much Matt Tennant's doctor. I mean Matt, Matt Tennant, Matt Smith's doctor to a T. Like, oh, that yeah. is Matt Smith's doctor's episode and. 
Yeah, you, you see, like, kind of the anger that that guy can, can call upon when he needs to. Yeah. Or his first episode, The Eleventh Hour, is also just magical. Yeah, yeah, that's what's so it's funny. Is David like, Tennant's first episode, he's barely in. And it's weird. Yeah. Like, the Christmas, he's asleep. Yeah, the Christmas Invasion. But, but every time he's on screen, he's amazing. Like, yeah. He's so much fun. But he also changes so much. Like, that episode sets him up to be so much darker. Like, yeah. there's, he, like, sword fights a guy. Towards yeah. the end, and then and like like gets the guy down on the ground and like defeated, and then the alien pops back up and he like kicks him off a ship, and like the dude plummets to a death, and then he goes, "No second chances." That's the kind of man I am. Yeah, because the whole episode he's but trying then, to figure out what he's going to be. But then, he, <laughs> but I think he turns against that because in that same episode, so uh, the prime time. minister, like he he lets the other aliens leave, like he oh, yeah. he lets them go, and then like he's like he basically says like this plan is protected. You have to go. But then after they leave, the Prime Minister, who is uh, Sean's mom from uh, Shaun of the Dead, Harriet Jones, <laughs> oh. and she's such a great character. She's so much fun because, like... MP Fly to Elnor. MP, yeah. Yes, we know who she is. Uh, <laughs> that's from the show. I'm not correcting you. <laughs> yeah, okay. And her, character, her character's great because every time she comes into any scene, she introduces herself and gives her credentials, and everybody always says, yes, we know who you are. Because, like, yeah. they are... But like so, she does like a, she makes a really awful decision, and then Tenet doctor like turns around and he turns on her like that. The uh. second she breaks like his code, he's like, "No, you lose everything now because you should not have done what you did." <laughs> and he says, "I can destroy you with one Good sentence." Day, sir. Yeah, he says, like, "Can destroy you with one with one sentence." And she goes, "How?" And he leans over to someone and say, says, "Don't you think she looks tired?" And then just walks away. Uh, yeah. And yeah. then the next time you hear, like, she's not the prime minister anymore. Yeah. Like, basically, like, <laughs> like it cuts to like all these things about like health scares. But like, it's just like he just has like a way of affecting things. Huh. It's great. So, but it's, that's what's so weird is that episodes his introduction. He's only in it for like ten minutes, whereas yeah. Matt Smith is probably on screen the entire show. Oh yeah. Eleventh hour. He's he's yeah. all around it. Uh, it's, it's it's fantastic. But yeah. The, the, cool. And if you're gonna watch the old one, um, I would do City of Death. Um, if you want to watch the classic, what I need my dick. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Eccleston episode do you think you'd recommend if you had to tell like? Because that uh, one even Dalek. I think so too. Great. If you already know that there was a time war between the Daleks and the Time Lords, yeah, well, I know it now. Thanks a lot. It's introduced in the first episode, so I think you'll be okay. They do kind of like, but they the, the, the idea is that they they show up at some like. There's a crazy rich collector um, guy who's just insanely wealthy, and he collects alien artifacts as they fall to Earth. Yeah. Oh, like got, uh, like the collector in Marvel Comics. A lot like that. Yeah. <laughs> Except he's just a rich guy in Utah. Yeah. And uh, they they find he's got this a he's got one living alien specimen that he calls a Metaltron, and then do- the Doctor sees it, and it's a Dalek. And it's the one. It's one of the few times where the Doctor immediately is like, "You have to destroy this thing." He exhibits fear. He's like, terrified. You've never seen him do that yet. It's a scary hate. episode. Yeah. So much hate. And it's a great episode because it shows how dark of a place the Doctor is in right after the Time War. And the first season is about himself, about him digging himself out of yeah. it. And becoming kind of who he was before. And he's, yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. I think if in that so, season, I think, too, that I would probably say both the Hollow Child and, and Doctor Dances are probably the two, if you watch them together, yeah. it's a really good Doctor Who storyline, too. Yeah, that's, that, that's, and, and that's, that's him kind of turning the corner, I think, into becoming the Doctor. Again. Yeah, and what's cool about him is he he also has a very childlike sense to him once in a while. Like he, he's very goofy at times. For His some catchphrase is fantastic! Yeah. Like he just says that <laughs> things are fantastic. Yeah. I wish he hadn't hated it so much, I wish they could have gotten him to come back for the 50th, because yeah. I actually like him as the Doctor a lot. I mean, I yeah. Watch this episode. Yeah, no, Eccleston's way fun. Yeah, yeah. Like it is when his first episode is like, "Please to meet you, Rose. Now run for your life." Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, in the in the pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a hoot. He, yeah, he, he was pretty yeah, good. He had like a leather jacket and shit. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's, he's like a tough guy. He's the yeah. Fonzie of Doctor. Why do you sound like you're from the north? Lots of planets have a north. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great line. Uh, in fact, they say it's funny because his character is very northern English and. Um, David Tennant is very London English and they actually cut like a line in the episode where he regenerates to be David Tennant because there's, they're trying to make somewhat of a love story with him and Rose which I think is why a lot of Rose has a lot of fans because she's like the most romantic she's kind of, of Mary Sewage yeah and the yeah. thing is that she she's from London and the idea is that the reason why Tennant's character has a London accent because he's Scottish but his character's London is that she imprinted on him and that's why he has the accent because he's connected to her. Oh, yeah, I don't like that at all. That's well, they cut it out. But. Yeah, I like Good. That. Good. That's dumb. I that's like dumb it because they, they have the whole thing where he comes back like when he dies he like like they actually the last person he goes to visit before he dies is her and it's, ah, it's, it's really yeah, sad. No, that's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. You know? that is cool. And then he says I don't want to go and then he <sighs> Yeah, it doesn't go well for him. And then he's Matt Smith. Yeah. Which goes well for him. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. I want to be Matt Smith. Matt Smith is the best doctor. When I costume. die, I'm going to turn yeah. to Matt Smith. Matt Smith's costume this last season is just That's how it works. You just have to decide. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a girl. Oh, no. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he has long hair and he thinks he's a girl at first. But. Yeah. And it's a running gag that he always wants to be ginger when he regenerates. He, he looks at his hair. Still not ginger. Yeah. Well, he should stop being racist about it. That's a slur. <laughs> That's a fucking slur. Um, well, cool. Any, uh, it's been fun having you, you know, here to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, you're hoof- Hoovians. Yeah. Is that the word? Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah, it's, it's the Trekkie of Hoovians. That's what yeah. I've heard yeah. people refer to uh, in, in trying to get guests for this episode. <laughs> a lot of people were throwing, oh, I know a Hoovian. And I'm like, I, you're like, I, don't, I, know, I know what, what that does means. that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like out of like sci-fi nerdy culture, it's a really good show because it, it doesn't take itself as seriously as a lot of other yeah, things. Yeah, it's a lot more does. accessible. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's it, it also is willing to like rewrite and ignore its canon. Like yeah. it's not nearly as rigorous with the canon. Like they even say it, like they go because it's a show about time travel, we can kind of play fast and yeah, loose. Yeah, you can sort of continuity can be changed completely yeah. all yeah. the time. So like so right now, there's relax, one thing. Everybody. Yeah, like, <laughs> like a big thing right now. I know we're wrapping up, but like yeah, there's knocking up with your theories about. Yeah. This, so. <laughs> there's a cool thing about how like there's a thirteenth Doctor coming up, and at one point in the history of the show like 40 years ago they were like oh there's only 13 regenerations for each doctor and like the writers are now even saying like that wasn't like a hard and fast rule that was just one thing one person said at one point because it sounded we don't cool. have to yeah. stick to that yeah. And, like yeah so there's a lot of theories now how they're gonna like kind of get around that one thing because they're not gonna end the show in a year yeah. so like they, they, they've actually said that the, the 50th anniversary what Moffat wants to do with it is that everything before that has been chapter one of this guy's story yeah and he wants to start chapter two yeah <laughs> And have that run another fifty years. So, fifty you know, years, chapter, fucking chapter, chapter bro. Ten will be in a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, he's and definitely like Captain Jack will be born. Yeah. Still he's swinging the fences. The I hope so. Ends. There's no more humans. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> when entropy has won out and the universe has yeah. just well, died. that's an episode. That, and that is an episode yeah. of the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they go to the heat death of the universe. Yeah, there's still people, and they meet the master, who's one of the best villains of the. Well, I mean, the master's been in previous. All right, the master Buffy already did a character called the master. Well, Doctor Who did it first because. It happens in season four of Doctor Who. So. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, I mean, not season four, but fourth. Uh, okay. Third. Doctor, so. <laughs> Thanks for letting us spray fangasm all over you. Hey, it's cool. I actually, this is interesting. It was interesting for me to be finally in the position where I'm like, I, 
I have no idea what you're talking about. Do you think about? anybody who has not it. watched the show listened to this entire episode? I think after a while they go, stop spoiling the show I haven't watched! Yeah. <laughs> Threw their iPod at the wall. Well, there's also so... It seems like there's so if that much happens, sorry about that happens in this show. It's, I mean, I've already, really I've already had inter- information overload on this, and yeah. like I'm going to forget. Yeah, and you won't... I honestly Good. don't think it'll ruin yeah. the show for you at all. It's one of those shows where I don't really feel like spoiling it ruins it. I yeah. really do think yeah. like you... Cause like, I had the I don't want to go line ruined for me by my roommate, because I was like, he was... Like geeking about it, I hadn't seen it yet, and he wouldn't stop talking about it. I'm like, I haven't seen it. Stop! And he kept going. But when I finally saw it, it still broke my it's heart still, as it'll much. Still yeah. That punch. Yeah. yeah. Well, because it's something like it sounds like most of what the show is and what you guys relate to with the characters, uh, doctors and companions and other characters, obviously alike, is that it it, it hits some very. Uh, Human truths, yeah. and emotional yeah. parallels. Yeah. So, and, and when those things, when narrative things are spoiled, it's a whatever. Yeah. But if when there's a show that relies so much on on drawing connections with feelings, mm-hmm. you, narrative spoilers aren't going to do shit. Right. right. Like it's, it's still, still going to have. It's not about what happens. Yeah. It's about the journey to how it happens. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. These yeah. these it's characters care are just fun sure. to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. Like I would watch if there were a whole episode of just like a weekend on the TARDIS while they're traveling, like the doctor's making dinner or whatever. I would watch that. Like they're just fun to be around. Yeah, I like that. Top Chef Doctor Who. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's have a little. Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gordon Ramsay should be a doctor. No. Uh, no. Nope. Go ahead and put it. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, outvoted. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and defer to you because uh, yeah, I've not seen the show really. Um, Okay, cool. Yay! Well, I appreciate you guys coming by. Thanks for having us. You've yeah. you convinced me. I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch those cool. three episodes, nice. and we'll see. Yeah. Leah, are you gonna check it out? Uh, probably not. But <laughs> I mean, I won't do it on purpose. I'm sure. just lazy. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But maybe, yeah. maybe one day I'll be like, I remember. One, maybe someday. Yeah, awesome. it's a good like if you just have like a like a, a long weekend and you have nothing to do. It's like a good show just to kind of like plop on the couch and just like plow through. Yeah. Then, like once you get through like half the first season, you're basically hooked on it. So. Yep. Well, my whole life is a long weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. Thanks for listening to that, everybody. Uh, I want to thank, uh, once again, thank Rye Silverman and Monica Scott for coming by. And, of course, Leah K. Janian, as always, for being a, such a great co-host. Uh, and John, I guess. Hey! There, thanks. You guess? Uh, no, it's, you know, thanks a lot. Thanks for... No, it doesn't mean anything now. It's sports. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, that was fun. I'm, I'm really jazzed now to actually go out and check out uh, some of this stuff. I'm going to watch some Doctor Who. And uh, figure out what I where I stand on it. Um, you guys, uh, thanks for listening. Check us out on uh, Twitter, people we know at people we know pod. You can uh, like us on Facebook for updates and stuff. And uh, make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. And I uh, hope you enjoyed the uh, Doctor Who uh, fucking conversation. Uh, I'm gonna get out there and watch some. And uh, please join us. Uh, a little bit down the road, we'll have a. We'll, I'll come back and I'll talk with John about my reactions to uh, to Doctor Who in a in a part two. So, I guess this is to be continued, guys. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, enjoy yourselves out there. Stay safe. <laughs>